Here we go. Okay. Yep. All right, let's roll it. We're live in two minutes. Two minutes. William, get it ready. Here we go. Good afternoon, one and all. Hola. Noon Report Live. Share that you're watching. We have an update on the toenail man. I'm going to explain. I'm now getting criticism for bringing it out. Johnson Killer. Who's leading the pack on the investigation? The chosen one. Who is first in Coventry? Do I have to get on the list? Do it. Are you going to make me get on the list? I have good info on Johnston. One week later. 12.05. Now remember, if you type in someone's name, but like an ad, their name should pop up. Boom, they get notified. You could always share. There's Allison, Orla, Pamela. There's Crystal Davis. She's funny. There's Kathy. Kathy, where are my updates? Where are my updates with you with Cranston Police? What is happening? She must be mad at me. There's, uh, there's David. Happy anniversary. There's Lisa. Folks, we are live in one minute. One momento. Good. All right. Now we're cooking. <coughs> Hold on. Where's my water? Already a busy day. I think we're riding with Mark tonight. I don't know yet. At 12.06 on this final day of May. <clears throat> Folks, do you, when, when was the last time? I mean, I hope June is not going to be monsoon weather. But what an incredible stretch of weather that we have been... Um, experiencing here in the Northeast. This is The Chosen One. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. We want to welcome in everybody tuning in now. Facebook Live is, I know, people have trouble with it. Still have to explain it to people. What do we mean about this whole live thing? What does that mean? But it is true. And then uh, many of you will also then see it later. Replayed on YouTube. Many people watch the noon report live anyway. Later, I mean. On delay. On demand. Everything. On demand. When you want to watch it, it's always on demand. It's there for you, right? There are people saying, well, I'll just have to wait till the 12 o'clock news or the 4 o'clock news to find out. There was a terrible accident in Coventry uh, just a short time ago. Okay. Give uh, Art Lake and Doug White my regards. But if you want to join us in 2023, boom, you can watch it live, real time. <clears throat> I also want to say hello to Rosalie, who was very nice. She was on scene. I was I was rushed. I was trying to get a handle. Um, that's not the time that Juan's looking to make small talk. I did appreciate. She was very kind. And she was the first person that I saw uh, as we arrived on scene at Coventry. Whenever they have a helicopter. Whenever the helicopter comes in to take some of the hospital, okay, that's that's bad. 
That's that's very bad, as a matter of fact. The only thing that's worse is if it's they don't even bring the helicopter, but uh, but they did not. But folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, and it's brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. So PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, I, I, and I saw the nicest someone. I'll have to check. She drives down from Cumberland every spring and gets all her plants there. And I understand why. They're open seven days a week, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. I'm not surprised. They have people from all over the state. They have people from all, from Massachusetts, Connecticut that drive there. I'm not shocked. Quality, local, shop local, and boom, there you go. It's great merchandise and the service is fantastic. They have vegetables and herbs, annuals, perennials. Hangers, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, 12-inch patio pots. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, family-run business, tropical hibiscus, mandevilla plants. Look for them on Facebook. And if you're a business, you want to almost, I would encourage you to almost mirror the way that they operate with PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, which is, you know, the more that you engage people, the more that they'll engage back. So check them out. Stop it and see them. Again, the weather is terrific. I think there's some rain this weekend, but I don't even know. I don't even I'm gonna go, I don't even care, as a matter of fact. Folks, PR landscape materials and garden center. Now listen, everyone, I'm well aware. Juan, do you realize this was the email I just got? Juan, do you realize everyone in my office is talking about Tepetro.com and read Yeah, of course. Yes. We just had one of the biggest weeks on the website, I think, that we've we've ever had. I'll have to I, I'll have to check the analytics with William, but um, it's fantastic. And it's all brought to you by the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks, and lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Now, um, I want to touch on, it, it's so heartbreaking. It was a week ago. It was last Wednesday. It's hard to believe. But I posted his beautifully written obit. I posted it on, and how about his birthday it's coming up this Friday. Thomas T.J. Nay, a Gemini just like Juan, hmm. died at 45 years old last Wednesday, May 24th. So, but instead of celebrating his birthday, they will be laying him to rest. But what a beautifully written obit. Um, by, about T.J. May, who made tremendous impact in his community of Johnston, the Johnston Killer. I'm going to tell you about it with the latest details. I have, I have the police report. By the way, I also learned more about that presser that I'm going to tell you about. Besides his wife and children, his siblings, Christine Link, Jason, Michelle, who I've been in touch with, who was delightful, Melissa uh, Ann Allen, and his father, Thomas May Sr. Oh, my God. Adored son, brother-in-law, brother, proud uncle, eight nieces and nephews. T.J. May. This was the man killed by his neighbor one week ago. You know, it's, I just, you know, you feel for all of them. Obviously, his children that he leaves behind. But then also, his um, his dad, his father, treasured son, grandson, the late Ann Matson and Anna Matson Del Mastro. But the beloved father of Olivia and Evan. Oh, 
God. TJ was compassionate, kind, loving, thoughtful, and generous. Devoted family man, always putting his family first, defending them at all costs. Loyal friend, admired coach, exceptional mentor, jack of all trades. TJ was always the proactive thinker. Possessed so much knowledge and wisdom, was the family's problem solver. Proudly served his family, friends, community, always there to help. Positive impact TJ Mays had on the lives of so many, the legacy leaves will never be forgotten. How beautifully written. And it is um someone I, I, I want to be very clear, folks. I, I cover a lot of events. Uh no, I, I I'll answer this, and I'm not I'm not angry about it. And I understand that some people might even want to view it. That's gonna be up to the family. So someone I'll just answer. I'm not upset. People can ask. Someone asked me, was I gonna cover the funeral? The you know, the answer is no. Um, there's ways that if the family wanted to live stream something like that, they could, but I'm, I'm not going to go, the media will be there, the, the news stations will be there, but they'll just do a quick package of it. You know, they can do that. Um, I, I, I have, you know, kind of done, I, I tried that in the past. I didn't particularly like it. So... Um, and I, I don't know, I just didn't, I didn't get a lot out of it. I didn't get a lot out of it. What, one of the, um, so the funeral is tomorrow, Thursday, June 1st at 11, St. Mary's Church in Cranston. Burial will be private. There's no visiting hours. So there's no wake. It'll be a packed church. And then his funeral is tomorrow, his birthday is Friday. So a very difficult weekend. And then you have Father's Day coming up. But folks, that story, it, it just stops you in it in your tracks. That was a man who, you know, was doing all the right things. He just had this creeped out weird neighbor next to him. What what are they supposed to do? So a couple of developments with it. I'm gonna guide you to the website. Um, and there's things that we did learn. Now, I also learned that the, the murders were last Wednesday, a week ago today. Um, the, the, we saw the Johnston police chief at, at the Cranston briefing, which was held by the Cranston police, really orchestrated by it because they were the ones that stopped him in Cranston. All of the foolishness came to an end in Cranston. They couldn't have fired enough rounds on that guy in Cranston, my opinion. And Cranston Police, as a result of that, a number of their officers are out due to protocol. If you use your service weapon, you have to be out for a period of time until you're cleared on it. How long? We don't know. What it, I'll, I'll answer a question because some of you are going to be asking, what does that mean for Cranston PD Live? They're dealing with their own situation in Cranston. I, I think we may do it Saturday night or maybe push back. I don't know. We didn't, I want to be really clear. We didn't do anything. You know, it's not like we did anything wrong. I'm being sensitive to, they have a scheduling situation. They have, I think, as many as 10 officers that were involved with that shooting a week ago when they stopped the killer. All of them have to be vetted and cleared by the, I believe, the Attorney General's office. But Cranston's been dealing with their own thing. So we will do it again, right? Now, Friday, they have... 
um, a funeral mass for one of their officers. And then, and so that doesn't seem appropriate. Maybe Saturday, maybe Saturday. But I want to remind many of you, and I, I fully get it. Listen, I enjoy it as well. And the transparency and the access is fantastic. But, you know, it doesn't mean we're not out. I mean, last week was the busiest week we've ever had on the program. And and we couldn't do Cranston PD Live because of the shooting. But but if you check out the website, we did learn more. So last Thursday, what I've learned, when the Johnston chief, who did respond to me, and he got the information uh, that I was looking for, which was how many service calls have they had to the house. I have that posted on petro.com for those that want to read it. But last Thursday, now I was obviously busy doing this show and other things, and then the rest of the media were kind of camped out at Johnston Police Station, and it sounds like they had an impromptu press conference where then they had <coughs> Channel 10 and Channel 12 got the chief live. Okay, so I'm glad to hear that. Uh, initially, someone was like, well, maybe they excluded you. That's not what happened. So... But we did learn some things that came out of that. And I did post those clips again on the website under that story, such as they believed James Harrison, the killer, the demented killer, was home, but just wouldn't answer the door. So again, timeline, last Tuesday night now, poor TJ May hears a sound on his house, looks out, there's his neighbor with a ladder trying to be a peeping Tom on the daughter, who's a teen. Um, calls the police. What are you supposed to do? He called the Johnston police. They came out. Now it's 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 considered it's a misdemeanor. Being a peeping tom is is a misdemeanor. So they were they were trying to call the guy. He wouldn't pick up, and they they no one would answer the door. He lived there with the mother. Now, then later that morning, um, that I think the press briefing was tough. Brian, I'm I, I'm not going to take shots at anybody. I I know what it's like to be on the fly. You're, you're trying to listen. It, it doesn't sound like it was, it sounds like it was a little impromptu. Brian Crandall was trying to do the best he could do, but there's definitely some timeline questions um, that that I think, you know, need to be answered. Clarity. And specifically, I just find it, I want to fill in the blanks though. Someone said, should Johnston police have stayed outside the guy's house all night? It's a misdemeanor. And they also, there was no reason to put out a be on the lookout. They believed he was home. I was initially told he had like taken off. Apparently, he was, they believed he was home. That's what the chief said. I posted the video um, on the website. And then we also learned the mother and son were home. So no one had left the house yet. So who knows what would have happened. But I just find I'd be curious to know they're leaving at 730, the father and the daughter. We know because of Juan that the killer had a secret room where he was tracking and doing surveillance on his neighbors. He knew the comings and goings of the house. He knew when they were going to be leaving, which seemed to be, as I've explained, 7.30 last Wednesday morning. But what I'm curious as to, okay, they're leaving at 7.30. Maybe the police said, what time do you leave in the morning? Normally around 7.30. Okay, we'll, we'll pop by. Make sure there's no confrontation with the neighbor. Right. So this guy clearly like went off the deep end. He got caught peeping Tom. Maybe maybe he had done it before and got away with it. Maybe he had never done it. We don't know. But it was a very dramatic, you know, period of time there, less than twelve hours.
from when the killer, uh, James Harrison, was caught by his neighbor putting a ladder and trying to peep into the window on his daughter to <clears throat> to killing his mother and then killing his neighbor and then wounding the the daughter, the 15-year-old daughter, and then losing his own life after, you know, badging through the police and so forth. So, so I think that's important. I still, and then what I posted on DePetro.com, you haven't seen this anywhere. Now, it's not the most dramatic. They had some calls to the house. So I did post the Johnston service calls. For instance, if you remember Sales Street, we learned in Providence two years ago, summer of 21, July, that police had been called out to that house. It was like 73 times or 69 times over a two-year period, always being called out for problems at the house. That that did not exist here. There were a couple of odd incidences that they were called out. One had to do with alcohol. Another had to do with he was driving a car he wasn't supposed to, but there was nothing threatening. There was no weapons. There was no violent interaction. Um, I would not identify him as someone who would be like known to police. So there are certain individuals that are known to police for different reasons. There's homes that, you know, that they, the police know they've encountered. That was not one of those situations. But you're talking about a difference of if that police officer had Johnston police, and I'm not, we don't know the communication. Maybe they said, um, we leave at quarter of eight. We we don't know that. And then the Johnston police were, were early, right? Me, or meaning, excuse me, the family leaving was early. We don't know that. Maybe they said we normally leave at eight o'clock and then, oh, they forgot they had to go in early. So, but I, these are things that we don't know now. I think now, I also just want to address this business of the school lockdown because I asked that. And I want to um, I want to stay on track with that because I think I I mean I think that's important. And there's someone posting. Oh no, there was a secret lockdown. Schools were secretly on lockdown. That 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 is preposterous. That doesn't exist. What that person is stating there's there's no such thing as secret lockdowns. If there's a lockdown at a school, guess who has a right to know? The parents. Who who called for the school lockdown? Would I put was there a school? Why wasn't there a school lockdown? And there's someone on the page. I won't even say who. Oh no, there were there were. I was told there were school lockdowns, but they were secret. I, I've never heard. Why? What do you mean a secret lockdown? You, you that's that's made up. There's a protocol when a school goes into lockdown. There's a protocol, and one of the things that happens is they notify police and they notify parents. But there's no such thing as a secret lockdown. Now, if that was the case, I don't know why we haven't learned about it. And I also, meaning, and I was at the briefing. I'll go back and watch it. I don't recall the Johnston chief saying, and as a precaution, we put the following schools on lockdown. So I'm getting asked that. That's why I'm trying to find out answers. So either they did or they didn't. But but there's no such let's let's just be really clear. There's no such thing as secret lockdown. Oh no, the schools were on lockdown, they just didn't tell anyone. Well that <clears throat> I've never heard of that. That certainly doesn't what what they call a, a what they call an audible at the line. You know, we normally follow this procedure with a school lockdown, but 
Uh, since there's a killer on the loose, we'll just, we'll keep, we'll do a secret one. Oh, secret lockdown. Like double secret probation. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by At Med Urgent Care. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson, Suite 122, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. At Med Urgent Care. When you need urgent care, go to At Med Urgent Care. Stop in. That's where you want to take someone. When you need, now again, it's all personal, it's all individual. If you say, we don't mind waiting the seven hours at the emergency room, we're the only ones that speak English, that's t entirely your right. But I'm just sharing with you, I'm sharing with you that when I was in need of, just as they say, urgent care, I ended up at Atman Urgent Care. Why did I do that? They have doctors and nurses, and they both times saw me <coughs> within 30 minutes. Boom. Right away, rapid response, at med, A-T-M-E-D, urgent care. Right in the Atwood Medical Center, Johnston, and also Johnston, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's on Post Road. It's at med, urgent care, cost-efficient healthcare alternative, hospital-based emergency. Especially if you're in a car accident, a lot of times the emergency rooms now say, no, 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 we don't we don't check people out over that. You, they will do it at at med, urgent care. So now, again, you can check out the website, tobitro.com. It is so sad. This Johnson situation. I'm not. I I think the residents of Johnson have a right to get some answers, and the only real availability was an impromptu. The chief came out, and there was Channel Ten and Channel Twelve, and and it's tough. If you saw the day before last Wednesday, if you did see, and I should probably reshare it again, but if you did see. When they had the chief of police of Cranston, Colonel Winkris, they had the head of the state police, they had the chief of police of Providence, Oscar Perez, and then you also the Johnson chief. Again, folks, I'm going to speak in facts. Those of you that saw it know who kind of led the press briefing. It was the chosen one. Who knew police had been to the house at midnight, before midnight, the night before? It was the chosen one. Who knew that then... You know, the police were arriving back there that morning. It was just so this situation, and I probably should repost that again. Um, why was I doing that? Because I knew a lot of the information. I wanted to have it confirmed for us. So, but the situation, the impromptu briefing with the chief was, um, was you know, they, they were kind of caught flat-footed, to be honest with you. Brian Crandall, who I like and get along with, he did a good job, but it's it's tough. It actually, sometimes it can help if there's several members of the media there, quite frankly, because then you're rethinking or you then you're responding or asking a question based on what someone else asked. Makes sense? So, but I am in communication. I still think it'll be, um, it may not be till next week. I understand there's an investigation going on, but... That's the, the, the things that stand out to me are what was the final, again, I'm sure that was not an enjoyable night. T.J. May, his last night on earth, I don't think he had a good night's sleep. That's very disturbing. It would be disturbing if there was someone in your yard. It would be disturbing if someone put a ladder up to your house and was looking in. What would be really disturbing if it was the creep neighbor next door and they know he's inside and he won't answer the door. 
And the police don't have a search warrant. You're not getting a search warrant <clears throat> for a guy that was like looking into a window. Who knows? He could have said I threw a tennis ball up there. I was trying to, you know, who knows? Who the hell knows? But it wasn't that serious enough crime. Um, and so we will follow up. Now, I also want to touch on this business. <laughs> what is, I, I mean, I think it's entertaining, but I, you just never know. Um, two things that jump out. One, on Sunday night, I went to, there was, I was alerted there was a missing child. Now, it turned out it was a confusion of a missing child. <clears throat> but I noticed that in the comments, and we live streamed it, and it, it is actually done really well. But there was a grandmother there who was using a lot of, uh, you know, foul language. She was upset. But I, I noticed people saying, yeah, you know, I didn't care for the F-bomb. Like, I didn't care for the F-bombs and that type of thing. And they even used the N-word. But I, I want to be really clear with people. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't control that. It's real. It's raw. You know, when, when you first started to watch HBO, who, by the way, I can't believe they changed the name of HBO. Now it's just Max. HBO to me is The Sopranos. HBO is The Wire. HBO is Kirby Enthusiasm. HBO is Game of Thrones. HBO is Succession. HBO is quality pro entourage, quality programming. And they just changed the name. Now it's Max. HBO changed television. Home box office. I don't, I can't believe they made the decision to do that, but nonetheless, they, they did that. But one of the things that jumped out of you for those that were early, like I was on The Sopranos, was, I don't have to go back. I actually don't remember some of the earlier HBO programming, but one of the things that jumped out was that's what's yeah, so maybe some of the violence, but just some of the some of the language it jumped out. And so when we're live streaming, because I, I get sometimes people like, can you beep that out? Well, it's live. Of course I can. Much like it's a hot mic by the side by the um by the sideline. You know, that sometimes filters in. Or the whole, you know, the whole thing of let's go Brandon. But I I I'm always then, you know, I always learn from it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for her language. Like, like as if I can control that. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. There's, I have no control over that. But the other thing is, and I want to talk about this person with the toenail. So, folks, this portion of the of the John DePietro show, it's brought to you by Falcon Pest Services. Now, this time of year, I'm here to help. Juan is here to serve. Maybe you have an ant problem, or a rodent problem. Bed bugs, termites, roaches, rats can happen. Mosquitoes. Maybe they need you need them to come one time. If you need an exterminator, I'll tell you who you want to call. Falcon. Falcon Pest Services. Call them today at 401-739-1322. 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Services. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe it's once a month. Maybe it's once a quarter. What I do know is they'll solve the problem. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, whether it's for a condominium, a home, a business, a restaurant, a school, Falcon Pest Services. Call today, 401-739-1322. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and it's brought to you by Lawn Doctor. 
Hey, call them today, 401-392-1025. I have a better idea. I have a better idea. They have a really great website, lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com. You just type in your zip code, zip code, and you get a quick, easy quote, Lawn Doctor. They do a fantastic job. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. So this is a little bit of a, of a social media thing because <clears throat> I have it on Facebook. I have it on YouTube and TikTok, and it may be on Spotify. But there was a fire in Cranston on Monday, and it turned out the person that started the fire was a hoarder. Now everyone had to get out. So if you see the apartment, the guy's place is a wreck. But then when you see the individual, we don't see the full person, but the person who allegedly the fire started in their unit threw on some uh, champion sandals. And they also have like flannel pajamas, maybe? I don't know what it is. It was, in, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon on Memorial Day. But anyhow, um, hey, the guy's not a slave to fashion. I mean, there's part of that that I admire. But if you see it, I, I ended up doing a bit on it. Not that it was a slow news day, but just because I think it would be funny. And I should have put, and this is actual, an actual human toe. Because when people see it, it looks like the toe, or toes, I should say, of, of an animal. Now, the black that's on the feet is either smoke or soot, or it could be gangrene setting in. Or or who knows what it is. But the, that is a real human foot. Now, I could try to hold it up, but if you go on, it's it's on the Facebook page. So so we've been, you know, I did a little video on fashion tips that, you know, maybe if this is what your your feet look like, maybe, maybe you want to go with socks, sandals on for everyone. Um, and I've actually gotten pushback from, let's see, Emily... Emily, I won't give the last name or city. Um, you're being very unfair. Here we go. <clears throat> no one knows the struggles this individual has gone through. Um, that could be, let me, I, I hold on. I kind of have the, I'm not going to read the full email because it's very detailed. But it's along the lines of, she compares this to, who knows what this person has been through. I can't even look at the foot anymore. Um, I should have put, this is an actual human foot. It's from Monday. And Carmine is the greatest for realizing I would want a photo of that. Now, our plan is we're trying to locate this guy, and I'm going to bring him to Lenore's salon, and we're going to live stream. That's the working plan, right? Very fluid. But And then I want to live stream him getting um, a pedicure. So that's that's the working plan. Anyway, that's what we're thinking of. But... But I want to come back to, what's Lenore's salon? Um, hold on. It's right here. It is Len Lenore Ray Salon, right, in Cranston. Okay, so that's the working plan. <clears throat> then he wouldn't have to pay for it. I think I would actually, this is like a public service. But anyhow, so Emily is saying that could be any one of us. You don't know this person, like it's so mean. You're exposing this person's foot. Uh, they already lost. They were burned out of their home. This is another example. Uh, you know, mental health is a big problem in our society. Blah, blah, blah. This could be... Let, let me just explain. I, I don't think the cavemen had feet like that. That That is moronic. <clears throat> that is a moronic thing to try to say 
that this is just proper grooming. Just because uh, if, if everything that what Emily is saying is true, it, it still doesn't mean you start to have your feet look like hooves and you start to give the appearance that if someone posted your foot, people think it's a, it's the foot of an animal. Someone thought we put an animal foot in the, in the, um, the sandal. So no, there's, there's no excuse. When I was growing up, you were not allowed at the dinner table with dirty nails. As a result of that, with my children, you're, you're not allowed to eat at the table with dirty nails. It's, it's, it's avoidable. It's, it's nothing about, well, the tough time. No, no, that's, that's just proper grooming habits. No, you get a brush and you clean your nails. You don't walk around with dirty nails. So now with that, if you look at the photo, and I guess I'm gonna, probably going to do a video on this, but, you know, the guy's got all this type of beer and all this other stuff. I mean, he's a hoarder. He looks, he, he lives, he's such a slob. But, but you notice even that, these, like, I don't understand these people immediately. They think their place is to come to the defense. They, they somehow think that that is, that is what their role should be. No matter what I highlight, they think their role is to then say, like, how dare you? There are uh, individuals in, in other, as I said, like the cavemen did, didn't live like that. Um, you, you go back, I mean, that, that's just grotesque. I like the idea that in this, this new spending plan, one of the things they're talking about is these EBT recipients. They really want to enforce that you're looking for work or working. And I think that's a great idea. There's too much of this nonsense in our um, state. But but this guy, his um his apartment, he he's he's a total slob. But all the excuses that people now make, it's um hoarding conditions in the apartment. And you see, I'm looking at a photo, he's got a natty light. 12 pack or 24 pack all the cans are there there's all wrappers there's all just trash it's just a disgrace and then what a surprise of course his place went up in flames but these people that there's someone passed out on a sidewalk where people have to step over that that's there's no reason for that type of behavior we have these people that think it's their role to now defend the person. How dare you put that out? Blah, 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 blah. So that is the plan with um <laughs> with the nail person. I, I can't what like what are we talking about? That is not even there's no reason for that. At the very least, as I've said, like over the years, I've I've interviewed people in extreme poverty. I've seen people in extreme poverty in other countries. I've I've dealt with people who were very poor. They weren't bad people. They just were very poor for different circumstances. And this one woman in particular, <clears throat> we had helped her out with something. I was glad I could help. That's how I felt. I was glad I could help. It meant the world to her, <clears throat> her grandson. I won't bore you with details. We learned about something, stepped in. That's it. I wasn't looking for anything. She, her daughter said, you know, my mom is insisting she wants to thank you in person, come over, have a cup of coffee, what have you. So we did. Um, all right, a little bit of a 
<clears throat> dicey neighborhood. Um, not Blackstone Boulevard, don't get me wrong, but but you could eat off the floor. And and she and they they're, you know, through different circumstances. They're just they're very poor. They're doing the best they can. She was thrown into a difficult situation. You go in and you go into the house and their property around them, little little dicey, but their property, clean, nice, no graffiti, <clears throat> painted best it could be come inside she is that may be the her best sunday dress but boom she had it on and you could literally eat off the floor it was so clean in there so and they and and they have nothing but they have pride but this no that's embarrassing that some now someone else put out something else kind of funny that then they're probably right there's probably no way you get a sock over those things I mean, it's so grotesque, but, and I think that's, I had a nurse reach out and said, that's probably gangrene. His, the guy's feet are rotting. I apologize if you're having lunch. I am, but, but that is our plan. We're going to try to, Carmen's going to try to track him down. We'll bring him to Lenore's salon. I think that'd be a good live stream. A little before and after, right? Hopefully, uh, maybe, maybe we'll, uh, getting something. Those look like flannel pajama bottoms to me, but Hey, it was only 3.30 in the afternoon. Hey, it was a holiday. Maybe the guy, you know, been burning the midnight oil. Who knows? Um, for my taste, a little bit warm this time of year to be wearing flannel pajamas, especially in the heat of the day. But like I said, to each his own, right? He, the guy, one thing he's proven, hey, what do I know? Maybe that's going to be the latest thing. There are more people out wearing pajamas. I have noticed that. Folks, this, so, you know, um, Far be it for me to dictate the fashion that's about to take hold. <clears throat> this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to my Propane Plus. Call them today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Heating and cooling all your propane needs. If you use propane, you do? Great. Call Propane Plus. Call them today or... Or they have a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com. Heating and cooling. You just type in your zip code, residential, commercial. Always there for you. You can depend, <coughs> excuse me, on Propane Plus. 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Now, there's a story that's not going to get a lot of coverage. And I don't know why, because it should get a lot of coverage. And I talked about it a little earlier, and I did share this on the Facebook page. And I want to give credit to the Rhode Island Current, because they're the ones that printed this. And it is, um, quite frankly, I mean, I, I can't believe that we we actually have to suffer through the next few years with Governor McKee. He he is chafey-esque. He is, I, it, it's just, it's hard to fathom that we're going to have to deal with this guy. So, but this also, it's the ultimate, like, control what you can control. And there's, there's various things that I understand a governor doesn't have control over. But the Rhode Island Current, now they're brand new. So if you're saying I've never heard of that, that's understandable. There are new online news service. They're not print. <clears throat> They've done some interesting stories. They have some good reporters. 
But you know, Rhode Island, this, this is embarrassing. This is McKee's legacy. Not only has he not done anything, but he's also not doing anything. But these numbers, this is one of those stories. I actually had to read it twice because I, I initially didn't believe it. But, and this is what should be highlighted, right? The fact that, did you know, and I, I didn't know, and I consider myself in, in the 1% as far as following the news. I was with someone over the weekend. I won't mention any names. They said, so what's, what's new? And I said, well, that, no, this is Saturday. I said, the Johnston story is, is just so horrible and heartbreak. The person had no idea what I was talking about. But then I realize that this individual, who will go nameless, the only thing they watch is Newsmax and Fox. So they think of that, that Johnston murder. I mean, between what happened on the street to then what happened with the Cranston police, that's that's one of the, that's so far like the biggest story of the year. Um, and and the per to, completely oblivious. Well, how come? Because it, because Newsmax didn't do a story on it, and Fox didn't do a story on it. So I, I get it. People are really upset about I, I get that. But there, there's things, <clears throat> hear me out, there's things that we could be improving locally. And, and there's no talk about this. And I also want to point out, I don't hear the Republican Party go after this. That Senate minority leader, Jessica De La Cruz, big whiff, nothing. None of the Republicans. I have no idea why. We talk about quality of life. I didn't know this. But did you know Rhode Island? We're second highest rate of deaths in the nation caused by drunk drivers in the country. I want to repeat that for you right now at 1245 on this Wednesday, last day of May, year of our Lord, 2023. Rhode Island is the second highest rate of deaths caused by drunk drivers in the country, not LA, not Massachusetts, not pick a state where you think, New Jersey, they have bad drivers. Second highest rate of deaths in the nation caused by drunk drivers. Do you know, we're only behind Montana. <clears throat> in Montana, <clears throat> excuse me, if you ever watch Yellowstone, they allow open containers. Montana has the highest rate in the nation. We're second. Rhode Island is the most laxed drunk driving laws in New England. Nothing being done. Is McKee, do you hear him doing anything about this? Do you see anyone rallying to this? Zero. No one wants to talk about it. What I like this story, Rhode Island current, is they map out, and I'll get on Senator Lou Raptakis, they map out things that we do differently than the other states, such as that we should change our state constitution. They don't allow roadblocks in Rhode Island. Other states, they do it. What I like is, to me, it should be preventive, right? If, if you have a drunk driver and they take the life of someone, in Rhode Island, what they want to do is, we're going to send that person to jail for 30 years. Okay, but you're not preventing the death. I get the heavy penalty, but I'd prefer more of a focus on how do we prevent them killing the person. Afterwards, <clears throat> you know, it can't bring the person back. Rhode Island doesn't allow traffic stops. Rhode Island also, because of the power that all the attorneys at the Rhode Island State House, 
that in Rhode Island, there's in, in if you get someone in front of a judge, in and I want to read this accurately, but in, in Massachusetts, in Connecticut, where we're really different is, and this is the effectiveness of the criminal defense attorneys, that the inmates are running the asylum, that, and they just buried in committee. One bill, Senator Raptakis, limit, extend the limit on prior offenses from five to 10 years. So under current law with Rhode Island, they can only look back five years of prior offenses. Connecticut, Maine, New Hampshire, 10 year, meaning when they get in front of the judge, oh, you were nailed on a DUI seven years ago, eight years ago, what have you. How about Massachusetts and Vermont? It's it's lifetime. Rhode Island, it's only five years. Don't tell me that's by accident. Do you hear Governor McKee speaking anything about this? Zero. And there's such frauds. There's such frauds. It puts people, uh, the person that's involved with Mothers Against Drunk Driving. So an arresting, there was a driver who had been previously charged with a DUI, but it was six years ago. So when they get to court, they can't charge him with the second offense, which carries stricter penalties. You think how easy that would be to just say, okay, we're going to be in line with Connecticut. Right? Right next door. We're going to be in line with Connecticut, Maine, New Hampshire. You can go back 10 years. Massachusetts is lifetime. Second offense. Lifetime. So I'm less on the penalty. I'm more on the preventive. I'm looking at, you know, that Matt Dennison situation. Okay, so the guy that killed him from Newport killed poor Matt Dennison. So what? The guy goes to jail for the rest of his life? That's not going to bring back Matt Dennison. I'm far more in favor of preventive measures here instead of that that guy has destroyed this family. And then the same thing with our, our little friend, Olivia Passaretti. Okay, give the guy the death penalty. It doesn't bring them back. Rhode Island, they, they won't allow roadblocks. <clears throat> roadblocks can be very effective. There's various places, obviously, they should have them on. Rhode Island is ranked second in the nation that when there's a fatal accident, it's due to drunk driving. That's insane. We're the smallest state. Second Montana, they have open, you can drive around with an open container. Here's my question for you at 12. Just show me, when's the last time Governor McKee, did he go and testify and say, I want this? No, no. Gets buried in committee. Never go up for a vote. Total insanity. It's horrible. It's embarrassing. They are. They're just embarrassing. Just like this guy that now they've moved to, now he's on paid leave. Yeah, because that's so common in the private sector. Listen, these two guys that work for the state went to Philadelphia. I don't know what the hell happened, but the one of them was saying rather inappropriate things. Because when his boss got back, the first thing he did was he went to HR on a Friday afternoon at Five o'clock, as soon as they landed at the Providence train station, started to walk through the scenario. Monday, the one that was saying these things went out on medical leave. Now they're going to extend his leave again. How bad was it? The people in Philadelphia, supposed to be rehabbing the Cranston Street Armory, sent an email 
to Governor McGreed and the Speaker. McKee hiding all the documents. I mean, the, the guy is just... Here's another part of this uh, spending package. Do you know one of the things they're talking about, and this is comical to me, <clears throat> is they want to say any COVID money that has not been spent, that's it. It's no longer available for states. Do you, know, do you have any idea what that would do to Rhode Island? Do you have any idea what that would do for Governor McGreed and his ridiculous... He, he He's counting on that. I, I By the way, I would love it. I welcome it. I, I cheer on Kevin McCarthy. Good. What are we talking about? There's no reason for them to... McKee has blown through all the money anyway. He's like a drunk in a casino. Oh, yeah, let's give all the state troopers three grand because they agreed to wear the body cameras. What the hell are you talking about? All the state workers get a $3,000 bonus to vote for me. This guy is, is so inept. And that's what he is. He's just inept. And the station down the dial still will not let their hosts attack him. And they still have that fathead idiot in the back in the in the afternoon who's best friends with McGreed. What an embarrassment. Like that's that's who you're saddled up with, those two. And the naked fat coach. Right? That's who they're riding around with. How embarrassing. That's what it is. They're embarrassing. Fathead's embarrassing and McKee. Hanging out at Phantom Farms. They think they're like too cool for the room. You guys are so small time. It's pathetic. But they're allowed. It's allowed to go on. You know, I had to sit in the meeting. I'm like, I have the highest ratings on the radio station. Why am not, CNC's dead. Why am I not given afternoon? Dan York is the future of this station. Well, then I'm out of here. <laughs> he, he's a no-talent fathead. Is what he is. He's the future of the station. Okay. Yeah, guess what? See ya. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Limitless Outdoors. Remember their slogan, dream, build, enjoy. Limitless Outdoors. Call them today, 401-580-1852. 401-580-1852. Free quote. Call Chris. They're right in Smithfield. And they'll have a discussion how to use your outdoor space. Now, they specialize in patios, walkways, steps, outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installation, excavation. Get a fire pit. Get an outdoor fireplace. Limitless outdoors. Call them today. Free quote 401-580-1852. 401-580-1852-for-limitless Outdoors with the governor who lives with his mother. <clears throat> That's all he should be doing, is cheating by playing cards with the mother in the kitchen. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. How much longer are you going to go that your appliance is not working properly? Call Ryan, 401-710-7096. Can he fix a washing machine? Is it an appliance? Yes. Well, then he can fix it. Can he fix a dryer? <clears throat> What are you, obvious man? Is it, a, is it a, an appliance? Yes, then he can fix it. Stove, refrigerator, dishwasher, Ryan's Appliance Repair. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. And he comes right to you. He comes right to you, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Hey, I also want to put in a plug, say hello to my friends at State Towing Service, Auto Sales and Repair, 24-Hour Towing, right on Valley Street. What a crew there. 
<clears throat> we're going to be doing a new film project with them. State Towing Service. You're going to be seeing it. Um, <clears throat> I won't give away too much. It's still just in development. But I'm very, very excited about the project. And I still have to... We're almost done with the edit on uh, Animal Officer, where she did catch one of the possums. I think by the end of the day. I don't know. We're going to see what the day... Um, what what the day brings. Now, a couple of <clears throat> stories. I apologize, folks. Whenever one gets tired, we're working on something late. We have new merch in the shop. We have on-the-scene live stream merchandise. I can't wait for this. There's jackets now. There's T-shirts. <clears throat> there's pennants. There's stickers. The whole thing. Um, it's all right there in the shop at Dimitro.com, but I'm looking at some headlines. Mexican music is taking over the world. Thanks for the thanks for the warning. Um, but Chris Christie is going to jump into the race. He's going to announce his presidential campaign next week. Pence will follow. I don't know what to make of all that. Right now, it's still just DeSantis and President Trump. Now, this is interesting. I didn't see this. Jamie Dimon. For president. He hints at public office run. Can can anybody run for governor, maybe? Right? Everything buddy, everyone has to run for president? Oh, one day. Jamie Dimon for president. Now that guy, I have no idea some of his views on other things, but um uh, maybe he could run and be governor of New York. I don't understand this. Everybody thinks they're gonna run for president. You know, I also just want to also explain to people that I know a lot of people are excited about the Republican debates coming up in, I think the first one's in August in Milwaukee, but it is my understanding you have to hit a certain threshold of 1% and you have to raise a certain amount of money from donors to be included on the stage. So it's not automatic. So they, they're going to try to thin the herd. So I know there are some people that think, that's right, I'm going to be right on the stage with President Trump. I, I, I'm not I'm not convinced of that. I think there's going to be a lot of people running, and then they're going to do what they did in 2016, which is they do the kiddie table and then the big stage. But there, there's no guarantee that everyone is going to end up end up on that stage. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, again, uh, they're tremendous sponsors and partners with our website, DePietro.com. It's right by the Coesed Inn. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. I had a delicious drink and meal at the Coesed Inn just the other day. They're waiting for you. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. You can also use them for Grubhub or uh, uh, DoorDash. <clears throat> the Coesed Inn. It's great food. It's dependable. And I, I really like their lounge where they make stiff drinks. All right. Here's what we're going to do. It is right now 1259. We're going to break, get you up to speed with the news of the day. Uh, with the one o'clock news, are you're going to hear our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, kind of next hour. He is going to touch on some of these Trump legal challenges. Then we also have the situation with the PC player in the news. Um, and then, uh, and then, then a lot more that, that we also have. So, okay, so the mayor of Pawtucket is not running for office to replace Cicilline. So that race as well. All right, so now Facebook Live later. I think uh, Juan's going to be out, first one on the scene live stream. Follow that on the page. But right now we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news, get all the news of the day, and then 
after that, stay tuned. Our legal expert, our legal segment, attorney Tim Dodd, he is all next on the other side on the John DePietro Show.